What's up, everybody? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 68th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homegirl, my partner in crime, the Nancy to my Zach, Miss Lindsay Amanda. How are you feeling about the way the Carter daughter exited the show? Well, frankly, I thought it was stupid because I'm sick of the cabin goes. But between how Zach was, or, you know, between how she was treating Zach and everything, as to Vista, I'm sorry, man. I, I, mm, she was treating Zach like crap. So, you know. I'll talk about it in my scenes of the week, so, <laughs> or not my scenes, well, maybe, I'm not entirely sure, they were kind of a little bit of both there, yeah. but it's just like, I'm, mm -mm. Nancy was treating him like absolute crap, so he did what he did, and in the end, you know, she did what she had to do to, you know, get herself where she needed to be, and I don't blame her for it. Yeah. I think the most disappointing aspect of it, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that she never found out what Janine did. Like, I wanted to see a confrontation between Nancy and Janine, and I wanted all the Carters to eventually come together to boost Janine's ass out of the show and have Nancy have some kind of re resolution with her family. And I didn't like how... She left, like, thinking her mom was trash when she wasn't. Like, all this was down to Janine getting in uh, Linda's head all those months ago. And in this instance, actually causing a damn accident and, you know, setting up Linda to take the fall. So I'm not feeling that. I don't know why, you know, the show is choosing to have Janine get away with this. But I'm over it. Like, uh, I need I need her punished. I need her punished like I needed Mina in jail instead of singing, da, 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 da. Okay, it's time. <laughs> it's done. Yep. <laughs> Shucks. All right. So, everyone, if you have any questions about the British soaps or there happens to be something that we do not talk about today that you would have liked us to have discussed, head over to britishsoappodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on the Twitterations at UK Soap Podcast. Miss Lindsay, start us off on the what the hells as we talk EastEnders from June 6th to June 24th. What did EastEnders do to make you say, what the hell? So one of my main things that, you know, I didn't particularly care for was once again, I mean, like, Nancy was one of my favorites. She was great and everything, but it was just, like, when she pretty much, you know, automatically assumed that because she was behind the wheel of the car, well, the entire family was like that, to be honest. But it's just like, oh, woe is me, everything's, everything's, your fault. It seems like, you know, every time 
even the slightest bit of alcohol is near Linda, even if she hasn't touched it, like when she found the alcohol in the couch and was, quote, going to get rid of it. Not sure if that was the case or not, but there you go. Yeah. And she's like, dude, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm just like, dude, she's your mom. It doesn't matter whether she's an alcoholic or not. You're supposed to be, you know, trying to help her like you have been, not saying, dude, I'm done. And it kind of just, you know, if it were my mom, I would try to, you know, help the best I could, even if I have been doing it for, you know, months to no help. But, you know, maybe try to get her into a program or something like Mick did earlier on and or, you know, get her into a rehab facility or something like that rather than just say, dude, I'm done, I'm finished, I want nothing more to do with you. And then saying between my mom and, you know, this douche canoe who went and slept with this old lady for, <laughs> who, let's be fair, is still pretty cool. And, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go live in Manchester with little bro there, or older bro. I don't remember which one. I think it was Johnny. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Johnny. And it's just like, dude, you deserve better than a black cab. I'm sorry. But, yeah, Nancy's entire exit story was stupid, like you said earlier. I kind of wanted to see something big blow up. I wanted like you said, Janine off the show because they're kind of just making her into this doormat for for everybody to step on even though it's not worth the time I'd say to be honest. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not okay with her exit at all. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. And it's like for a while EastEnders seemed to write Nancy as a character that got it. Like, she recognized that her actions in part led to what was going on with her mom. Because what was going on, you know, her mom, you know, was trying to have a time with her so she could break down to her what Janine had done to mess up her life. But Nancy just wasn't trying to hear it. And she was hateful to her mom, would barely let her get, you know, many words out. And then at the end of the day, Nancy ends up leaving uh, Linda alone, and then what happens? Here comes uh, Janine. Um, here comes vodka. Here comes vodka in a uh, in a, in the uh, in, or the cabinet, yeah. and then Janine in the car. You know, so. <laughs> just messing things up. Just messing things up, and you know, I'm I'm not sure why. Um, Again, you know, they are not having Janine get the compass that she needed, but you know, that's what I wanted to see. Like and it was it was just it was just strange, you know. So um I guess I will throw in here since we're talking about Nancy, like one of my what the hell so you know, we we've established and the show established that Nancy has been cheating tra- Zach poorly and she was playing hot and cold with Zach, so what ends up happening? Sam slick behind decides she's going to get her, break her off of the piece of Zach. And I'm not mad at that. I actually no, think I'd give her shit. I thought it was fine. But what yeah. I was mad at is the morning after, you know, Zach and Sam have their little booty call, you know, 
Amazon, UPS, DHL, whatever oh my God, uh, is it, it is in the UK. I mean, <laughs> the knock is on Zach's door, and girlfriend goes to the door, answering his door, in like almost nothing, when like she knows like he just broke up with his girl. Like she was just too bold in going and answering his door, nothing. And then what does that set up? A picture to be taken of her to later be used to break up Zach and Nancy, right? I was just like, girl, what you doing? Why, what, what you doing? Don't ask nobody don't like that. No, stop. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she, she got it. I was like, girl, no. <laughs> to that. Yeah, but, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think, I think everybody was in the wrong there. Yeah. But, you know, the, the rand another thing that really got me was the random proposal. Yep. I was just like, dude, you don't just do that. Especially yep. after, you know, what just happened. You don't Titanic. just walk around and Titanic it for yep. everybody. Yep. I, I, it, it's going to blow up in your face. Mm -hmm. And and she was like, I'm going to try to give him another chance just in time for, you know, <laughs> for her to leave in the same episode. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, I... He was trying too damn hard, and she wasn't. She wasn't taking it, and it was. It was just too much, and, and you know, I. It was his own. I mean, between the two of them, they're both at fault. Yeah. On so many levels, but, and people can you know get in my face about this all they want, but Nancy was the reason why he went and did what he did. Yeah. So. So, if you have any, you know, complaints or anything to say how bad of a person I am for saying that, you know, Nancy was bad and terrible, come find me. I don't care. But it's her fault that he did what he did, and it's his fault that he did what he did, and she left. So, <laughs> just like, those two were doomed from the start. Yeah. All right, Mama. What else did you have uh, for your what the hells? One of my biggest ones, and while I feel for his PT, or you know, his uh, postnatal, because apparently he has that now too. Uh, Stuart uh, just saying, "Dude, I want nothing to do with this child." I, I love, I love. Stuart, I love Rainy. I'm very sad that they're both leaving the show, and it probably has something to do with this storyline as to why they're leaving it. But I think, and and while I think Stuart was in the right a little bit, just a tiny bit, not a lot of bit, just a tiny bit, he just had to run that baby down the stairs in his little cradle thingy and say I want nothing to do with this baby here you go and she passes it and he passes it off to Bernie like nobody's like, like he was nobody and ran away leaving Rainy beating on the door for two days trying to I, I was just like this poor woman has been through so much and now that you know they're giving Stuart all of these you know different disorders 
and cancer and all of this stuff happening to him all at the same time. I'm just like, don't you think it's a little too much? I think it's a little too much. <laughs> it's like, I understand. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I, I mean, I would, or, you know, I mean, yes, it's better than other things that he could have done. But, you know, he just up and threw that baby in his arms and and booked his backside down to that house and said, bam, here you go. He's yours anyway. <laughs> I don't want him. And walks away. I'm just like, this poor family. I, I have no words for the highway family right now. The only sane one is Nana. Hmm. <laughs> You're right on that one, baby girl. Yeah. You know, I actually didn't mind the scene where uh, he gave the baby up. It was like, he was real with how he was feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And he had tried to tell Rainey over and over again what the deal was, and girlfriend just was not getting it. So, homeboy did what he had to do, and, you know, I wasn't mad at it. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you it's do like your thing, It's like whatever floats your boat, but yeah. at the same time, it's just like, I think they're putting too much on the actor in one go right before he leaves. You know, it's just like, I'm going to give you all this fun, disorderly stuff just before you leave, just to see what happens. Yeah. And to see if people have sympathy for you. And in my defense, I do have a little bit, but it's mostly because of the fact that he's doing it so well. But yeah. <laughs> they are giving him a bit too much to do, and it's giving, you know, Rainy her stuff and... I watched, I watched a week more than you, so there was a lot of stuff that happened between them, between them in that week, too. So, so it's just like, they're so good, but it's just too much. It's too much sad and not enough happy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's how soaps do, you know, because, you know, he's on the way out. So, of course, they've yeah, got to. Yeah, they have to give him the best storyline for him yeah. in order to leave. <laughs> But yeah. I, I think it's good. I think he's doing a good job with this whole postpartum thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting um, the way that they're, they're handling it. Because, you know, Bernie was never really 100% comfortable giving up her baby, <laughs> right? No, yeah. and, and now she's not 100% sure if she wants to, you know, have it herself anyway. Yeah. Because she flat out said her and some of the stuff that you didn't watch yet, she flat out said, I don't even know if I want this baby right now. Yeah. I gave him to you. I gave birth to it for you, or gave birth to him for you. This isn't, you know, I can call social services and put him up for adoption if that's what you guys want. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, between, between the lot of them, it's just like, that poor baby but is going to either end up in care or uh, Karen's going to end up taking him even though Bernie is not comfortable with it. And what I think I got from the, you know, little bit that I saw that followed that storyline, so apparently the baby gets given to Rainey and she leaves town, right? 
Okay. Interesting. Well, I saw uh, Homeboy looking pitiful, so I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that, that storyline is good, and I think he is playing the hell out of it. And yeah, you're right, it is a lot, but I feel like he's holding his own. And you know, it, it's definitely taking me back to when he first started on the show and all the anger and stuff like that. So it's interesting yes. to see it, you know, bubble back up. Kind of bubble back, right. yeah, but not in the same circumstances. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and chime in with my what the hells. Um, let's start off with the immediate thing that got me. So the first episode that I watched was the episode after the royal visits. And what happens during that episode? Janine and Linda get into a car accident that makes it seem like Final Destination has come to EastEnders. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. We got anger. We got yelling. We got crashed into a tree. We have a tree trunk crashing through the windshield. And I'm just like, did they just kill Linda off? Like, <laughs> I was like, what? I I was I was scared for there for a hot yeah, minute. Yeah, I was... I. I did not expect that. Like, it wasn't the best stunt on the planet, but just for the shock value. It was value, better than a lot of other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just for the shock value, I was just like, what the hell? Because I did not know that was coming at all. So I was like, Jesus. And um, it was interesting seeing Janine walk out of the situation, you know, just conspired, uh, you know, switch Linda's body over and make sure that she was on the passenger side and like talk the person that passed by into Stan and working with the cops and running out of it like it was a trip um but mm -hmm. yeah I was just like what is this like I'm kind of annoyed with Janine but it was interesting seeing her scheme um I wish that her daughter had done more to like call her mama out because she figured it out Quickly, Scarlett knew what was up. She, um, she figured that shit out. The girl's smart. You gotta Good give it minute. to her. You gotta give it to her. So, um, but yeah, I just is what the hell is the accident was. I'm just like, why do we not get see Janine getting what she deserves because she's just getting away with a little too much. Um, I also have another what the hell involving her. Like, she actually opened her mouth to say to Sharon. You think Mick loves Linda more than me? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, they've only been married forever, have multiple kids, run a business together. Like, you're just a side piece that, you know, ends up sleeping with him after, like, way more manipulation than you ever need to employ to have sex with someone. I'm just like, stop. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but yeah, Janine and the accident, I was just like, what in the world? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I but I was, I was pretty done. Yeah. Um, something else that had me done is this whole thing about Ben and Kirat being friends. Look here. Stephanie Forrester and Brooke Logan were never friends. Her best friend was Taylor. Brooke Logan was never her best friend. Ben and Key Rat are not friends. They are adversaries. They have been going at it since Key Rat first joined the show. This yep. narrative that the show is trying to paint of Ben and Key Rat being some best friends. Since when? Key Rat don't give a damn about Ben. Ben don't give a damn about Key Rat. They got, you know, the partnership and they doing the money thing with the, the garage. But that's it. They ain't friends. They business partners. So I don't know why EastEnders keeps on trying to sell this lie that there are some friends that and that Ben should like confide in him about sexual assault. 
that ain't never gonna happen. Stop. No. Oh, heck no. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling it. I need to stop. Uh-uh. It got on my nerves. Yep. Same. Uh, what else got on my nerves is this damn rapist, like, holding on to a bar job where he wasn't wanted. So Kathy goes and fires him because, you know, she's, before she's aware that he raped her son, but, you know, he's aware that, you know, there was a sexual interlude between him and Ben, which destroyed Ben's marriage. So she doesn't want that trash working at the bar. So she goes there to fire him. And then he's all, you can't fire me. I have rights. Like, dude. Even I have, if, I have, yeah, like, I have, uh, <laughs> I have work right. It was silly. <laughs> like, even if you, you know, don't think that you raped Ben, which, like, I kind of, um. I, I'm, 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 I'm on board with that, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm on board with that. Too. Yeah, he like. didn't do it. <laughs> even if that's the take, like. You are aware that your presence, you know, at the job of, like, you work for the mom of the guy whose marriage you destroyed. So, like, you should be on board with getting off, get, like, not working at that job because you know it's trash. You know the whole situation is damn trash. And I do not know why they gave him that line of being like, oh, no, I need to keep this job. I don't want, because, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, yeah, I didn't like that. And I also didn't like later how he, like, spilled the beans to uh, Peter about Ben being his attacker. Like, it was just messy and tacky. Like, I don't know what they're doing with this this guy, but it's annoying. And I'm not Mm -hmm. here for it. You know, I'm not here for it. You know, like I I'm, didn't. I was like the only reason I liked him from the start, and 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 he he, uh, admittedly, when you told me that he was going to quote unquote rape men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just like, I already have preconceptive preconceptive. I can't even say the word. <laughs> you know, I had I had knowledge in my head knowing exactly what he was going to do so I automatically didn't like him yeah so, so I was just like yeah your accent's nice because you know me and my and my Scottish food I, I love my I love my Scottish actors but I'm just like sitting there thinking okay so this dude <laughs> walks up in there just randomly as for a job, automatically gets the job, you know, and and then, quote-unquote, rape child of the owner of said place, and, you know, I, I'm just like, boy, all y'all need to, are listening to this guy after, you know, Ben's like, dude, do not listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And everybody is listening to this guy anyway. I'm just like, dude, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this guy. I'm done with Ben until this guy is gone. I, I just, the storyline's just, just too much. Yeah. And and I, I understand what they're trying to do, but they could have done it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since Ben technically instigated it, and he pointed that out himself. So it's not like you know, there it was. 
oh, one-sided. He started it, he continued, and he had the quote-unquote change of heart. I guess since we're kind of talking about the way the storyline played out, um, we can talk about this bit. So, you and I, when we talked about the storyline last time, we were discussing how, um, you know, EastEnders made some odd choices when it came to the way the sexual assault was portrayed. Uh, basically, um, giving an out on screen to the character to, you know, legitimately think, oh, I didn't rape anyone, right? Which was just kind of an odd decision. Yeah. Well, I kind of felt like in the week that followed, like the poor scripting of the uh, rape storyline continued because the purpose of the week was, you know, Ben is going to reveal to his mother that he was assault, assaulted. Yeah. So how does that play out on screen? I actually wrote down what happened so I could talk about it on the show. So mm -hmm. Kathy says to Ben, Lewis raped you? Ben replies, it wasn't like that and then runs out of the room. Okay. Yep. So he didn't rape? Like, what is happening? Like, why would you include that? Like, if EastEnders wants viewers to understand that Ben Mitchell was raped, why are they doing this whole ambiguous thing poorly? I wasn't feeling it. And then immediately after Ben runs out of the room, the scene cuts to Lewis, who is now targeting Callum and is talking to Callum, Callum about being gay bashed multiple times, including one attack that saw him lose two teeth. Why are we hearing some sob story about a rapist being gay bashed? Like, we are not supposed to sympathize with the rapist. What? Are we supposed to be like the rapist raping Ben is justified because he was gay bashed? No. So why did we even get that story? Like, I don't understand. Like, if Lewis is going to be evil, if the purpose was to portray him as evil, portray him as evil. Stop getting him out. Stop giving, like, us little sob stories so that we sympathize with the rapist. Like, because it's just weird. And, like, there are moments when it seems like the way the character is portrayed, we're supposed to understand that this is bad, evil Lewis, but it just reads as odd. And I don't like it. I'm not feeling it. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not here for the scripting of this storyline because it just... I don't feel like it highlights the seriousness of sexual assault or even mm -hmm. highlights well how a sexual assault could have occurred but one party not knowing. Like when you literally have the rape victim say it wasn't like that after being asked if Lewis raped you and then not having him follow up with what, what was it like? What was it like? Right? Instead yeah. it's we're going to go to the cops just kidding we're going to go on vacation. What? Like what? What? And then a rapist leaves town too. I did. Okay, okay. Nobody's in jail yet for physical assault while a rapist is walking free, but that's still stupid too. So I just I can't. I can't. I'm over it. I'm over it. I need I need them to get this storyline together because it's just it's annoying me. That's annoying. Yeah. Me. I'm not particularly thrilled with it either. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Okay, so a couple more. So a few moments ago, I mentioned Peter. 
Another thing I'm not liking, like, I know Donna's leaving the show. I'm not feeling Bobby's ex, you know, being into Peter. Like, I don't know why we're even getting that storyline. We know Peter is exiting the show. We know Donna is exiting the show. I don't think that show is going to put the two of them together. So no. why are we not getting more Bobby Donna? And why are we getting this whole Donna is infatuated with Peter thing? Like, it's just it's just odd. Like, what do, what do you think about that weird parent? I just, I just kind of think they're trying to give both of them something to do before they take off. Yeah. It, it's kind of just a throwaway story since. She's running away to Scotland to go to school anyway. Yeah. And, you know, well, hell knows what Peter's going to do. If he ends up dead or something, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But, you know, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just like they're just trying to, you know, throw together two characters that they know are going to be leaving the show just to see if they have the chemistry or not to run away together. Who the heck knows? He might run away to Scotland with her. I would not care less. I, I think they dumbed down Donna's character as soon as, you know, you know, everything went down and, you know, it was just kind of a waste of a character in the end. So, you know. It's, it's my personal opinion, and, yeah. and, you know, Peter's always been a douche canoe, so fall in love with your teenagers, brothers, girlfriends, for all you know. I mean, so I it's just, yeah, it's, it, they're just throwing them together for no reason, yeah. other than to, you know, give them a plan, a way out. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I just feel like there are a lot of strange choices currently being made, you know? And that's another mm -hmm. one. <laughs> that yep. is definitely another one. Okay. And then my last uh, of the what the hells. Now, something I thought was boss was Cat, uh, uh, excuse me, not Cat, Sam uh, getting a little bit of power and uh, trying to turn rubies into uh, Peggy's, which I thought was cute. Because, you know, I'm liking this version of Sam, and I need her to, like, have more power. Like, since Janine is now a weak character, I need yeah. Sam to, like, be the messy Kim Tate of the show, like, with all the power <laughs> and getting people, you know, annoying people. Like, I'm feeling it. So I love how she, you know, was running Peggy's and, like, you know, was just telling people how it was going to be. And yep. Dottie decides that, you know, to be defiant of her new boss, she is going to invite a bunch of college kids in and give them free drinks to show that she could do promotion because Sam is like, I don't need you to do promotion. And so Sam, seeing this girl choosing to, you know, make sure her profits go down the drain, like Sam is cool if she's drinking up the profits, but she ain't trying to have no food so don't work there and <laughs> drink up all her profits, right? So she yep. fires Dottie, and Dottie looks surprised. I was like, sis, you talk ish to your new boss, then you bring randoms into the club and tell them drinks are free, and you are shocked that you're fired? Girl, you mess with her money. Ain't nobody gonna put up with that. <laughs> you know? Like, what are you doing? So I usually like Dottie, and I usually think she's smart in her what she does but girl in that moment I was like sis you tripping girl <laughs> you 
straight up tripping, boo. <laughs> yep. You know, so, yeah. I was just like, uh-uh, girl. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that is all for my what the hells, darling. Let us go to the scenes of the week. Uh, what did EastEnders do that you liked? So I got some more from the week of what you did not watch. Okay. And I think you will get a kick out of it. So Lily has her 13th birthday, 13th or 14th birthday party. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's 13th. And they, they end up hiring, they end up hiring Howie. They, they hire him regardless of his, you know, clowniness. Even though he wasn't a clown, he was technically a quote-unquote DJ. Sitting in his wheelchair, jamming out the jam. And... <laughs> <laughs> these kids start throwing crap at him and and you know uh kim in her infinite wisdom is like yo kid what the heck makes you think you can throw stuff at an injured man like that how do you know? and and she goes and she goes into the stand-up routine like full out five like five to seven minute non-stop flipping stand-up routine about stacy's house about uh, Lily and and about the kids who were all at the party and they ended up all laughing and stuff and, and she was just being all funny and cool saving the party and getting everybody laughing and it was a really cute little scene and 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 after the past few times of me talking crap about Kim it's time to get some some uh, goodness <laughs> goodness out there. <laughs> about about Kim and, and her finally after, finally after all this time realizing that she has feelings for Howie and giving him a little smoochie smoochie so, so there's some smooching happening and and uh, Kim tells Denise that, he, that she did and Denise gives her this look about saying dude you are quite literally the last person who knows <laughs> that you like this man. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want anything to do with love or romance or anything like that ever again. That part of me is over. And I'm like, no, it's not. You love yourself some Howie. <laughs> yes, you have some feelings. And so do I, which is why yesterday when I started the series The Last Bus, I had a little squeal when, who is on my screen? Howie from EastEnders. I was like, what? Hi, Howie. <laughs> have you seen The Last Bus yet? I have not. Yeah, it's, I've, I've started it. It's good. Uh, and Howie has a little cameo. He has some kids uh, on the show. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but I've been working through Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> mm. Which I have finished. This season is fantastic. I love the longer episodes. Yeah, so do I. Mm -hmm. But that's beside the point. Yes, <laughs> but everything with Kim this past week, not not this past week, not the fourth week, but the week before, mm -hmm. priceless. Absolutely wonderful. Loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I am also here for Kim and Howie. I am glad that they are finally, the show is finally moving to put them together. And why I have them in my scene of the week is because... I love all the circumstances that led to Howie moving in with Kim a little bit, right? 
<laughs> Kim uh-huh. got his foot hurt. <laughs> and so then he needs to go to the doctor and needs help recovering because of Kim's foolishness. And so what does Kim do? She offers, well, hell, you need some help recovering. I have a place to stay. Move in with me. And I'm like, fantastic. The show is putting them together and they can finally, you know, get to the bottom of their feelings for each other. I love it. The thing that I didn't like, though, was like immediately, like for months and months and months and months and months, Howie has loved him some Kim, wanted him some Kim. Now Kim is trying to show him attention and he's like, she too clangy. She, she always loud. Uh, I got to run away from her every minute. And I'm like, dude. You have known this woman for like six months. You know how girlfriend is. Why are you running? <laughs> Stop running. So, but I thought I thought that it was cute, and uh, yeah, I'm here for it. And I'm glad that I have a kiss to look forward to because I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally actually, ready for it. actually, one of my other favorite scenes was of Howie. <laughs> Howie, Howie was was you know kicking it up this week. Uh, this this couple week period mm-hmm. so like you said he's running away trying to trying to run away get away from every, every or try to get away from him he's sitting here in this wheelchair <laughs> and he goes into the cabin <laughs> and he's like you two need to hide me <laughs> if you two can't hide me i will hide myself and I will make sure that it's a good hiding spot, which, in hindsight, is not a good hiding spot because Kim found him at 2.5. I mean, the floor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the floor. While your wheelchair is in but plain view. Like, but, but you see, the wheelchair, though, that was covered in stuff. So that could have easily, you know been hidden pretty good. It had laundry all over the, or it had <laughs> sheets from the laundry covering it. So all they had to do was pull the sheets off and it was there. Mm-hmm. And Kim had this face of, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hate you guys face on. And I just like, dude, I, I'm, I, I <laughs> Ah, that that was a great scene too. I I, I loved it. There were a lot of cute little. I, I preferred the cute, funny scenes over the dramatic ones, but there yeah. were a couple dramatic ones that I enjoyed. Like every time you see uh, Rainy and um, uh, I always forget his name. Stuart. Uh, no, the other one. I know Stuart. No, Karen's dude. Mitch. That's it. Whenever those two are together, it's like bam. Yeah. Yeah. They they have they have this camaraderie almost. Yeah, like agreed. every time Mitch sees that baby, he's like, "Oh my God, I'll take care of this baby if something goes wrong or whatever. I don't care." And and it's just like Rainy's just like sitting there. You are like the best person in the world right now. Yeah. Stuart doesn't do this. Stuart doesn't do that. Stuart doesn't like doing this. You take care of him better than he does. You know, and it's just like, I, I love their scenes together. Every time you see them together, even though Bernie's not comfortable with it, mm-hmm. and they're hiding it to the best of their ability, it's just like, whenever you see those two together, it's just like, bam. 
I'm, I'm really gutted that, you know, she she's jumping shit. Yeah, agreed. Because that could, that could be some potential, you know, feels there that could have, you know, gotten more. I mean, like, I know her and Stuart are married and everything, mm. but that's pretty much, she pretty much gave him the heave-ho if she said, or if he didn't, or if he left the house to come back or whatever the case may be. So it's just like, you know, there could have been something there and they kind of just like, nope, we're just going to bring in his family and, and we'll see what happens there. But it's just like, I'm, I'm very sad they didn't explore that story just a little bit more before she black cabbed it. Yeah, that would have been an interesting pairing. I, you know, I didn't think about it that way, but, you know, now that you say it, that would have been an interesting romantic exploration between those two because they seem to, like, not have been knowing what to do as far as uh, Mitch and romance is concerned. So, yeah, that would have been an interesting pairing. Just, um, just, to, just to see what would happen. Right. Even if it was, like, a mini affair or something, like what Zach did with... Uh, with Sam there yeah. without the picture included just you know that one time where they like kissed or something yeah. they realized that they were stupid and they passed away for a minute and then they you know but it's just like they kind of just I think they went and started something and made people want it and then was just like nope you guys we're, we're writing her off in a black cab exit too Bye. Yeah. But I think you're right. That would have been interesting for them to have explored 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And did you have any other scenes of the week, darling? Nope. I'll, I'll, I'll hand it off to you for All now, right. I think. So it's going to be quick for me because I, I realize i got to talk about most of them <laughs> before now. Um, but um, two things that I did not discuss. So, one... Um, when Nancy was all upset um, because she finally understood like that she was not being uh, respectful to to Zach and she had you know probably been leading him you know not treating him the best and so she started calling and you know trying to get in touch with him meanwhile you know he's you know doing that damn thing with uh, MILF Sam but She's kind of complaining about what's going on at the pub uh, in earshot of Cheryl. And Cheryl's like, girl, stop tripping. That boy going to walk through the door. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she had sent him the, uh, the, the, the toy car after, because, you know, he had sold his car. And then her reaction to finding that out was not to say thank you because he was basically trying to save the business by selling the car. Nancy just talked mess. And so he was upset by that. So then, uh, you know, she realized what was going on and sent the little car and was like, you know, oh, I think he he may feel like, you know, this this toy car is me like making fun of him or belittling him. And Cheryl's like, girl, chill. Watch you walk through that door. And then what happens? Who enters the pub? Zach. <laughs> like, yep. thank, you for, thank you for the car, baby. I can't tell you yet that I done slept with Sam, but I love you, girl. Let's get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought, you know, Cheryl, 
being the all-knowing wise woman, like, it's always a good time. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. She had me laughing. Yeah. Yep. And I also liked how Bobby reached out to Peter to, you know, let Peter know that things were okay. Because Peter was struggling and, you know, I feel like I'm kind of sad that this Peter is leaving because I really like this version of Peter. I also like Bobby and I think the dynamic those two have is great. And I thought that it was cool how, you know, Bobby is just being the nice, sweet little kid that he's been in the, the entire time that he was in this role and like helping Peter out at the restaurant, you know, even though, you know, Peter is being very Ian Beale. And I just thought that was a nice scene and it kind of, you know, made me reflect on how, you know, we really haven't seen as much brotherly bonding between these two as, you know, I think we could have. And I hope yeah. we get a little bit more of that before uh, Peter leaves the show. And I hope it's not, you know, just you know, conflict because Peter and or Donna give into temptation and, you know, that leads to the exit because that's lame. And I don't think that that tracks with what, you know, we have seen on the show from those pairings. So, yeah, yeah. I want the brothers to like have a nice, some nice times before Peter hits the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. I mean, like, I don't mind, I don't mind the actor who plays Peter, but yeah. he's a hot weapon mess. Yeah. The character, so I wouldn't yes. be, I wouldn't, I would not be against him, you know, jumping shit to take some time to himself. Yeah. Have a breather now that he knows who attacked him and, you know, maybe go back to New Zealand and check on his child. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he has a he has a child that lives over there. You know, you know, have a have a check in, see how see how uh uh Branning Branning uh, daughter there who isn't dead is is doing now that you know she has no house and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's been a little while now, so I'm assuming she found something and someone else. But you know, it's just it's just. He has he has things he can do. Yeah. I mean, if Ian Beale can run away for a year and a half, two years, why can't he? Right. <laughs> I feel yeah. It's yeah. I, I I'm I'm not against Peter. I just think he needs. I just think he needs some time off, some time away. Yeah. And and maybe reflect on life, take a sabbatical, go backpacking across Europe or mm -hmm. something. You know, like everyone does when they feel like they've been through too much. He can be the Rory Gilmore of, of uh, EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little backpacking with with his dad, find his dad somewhere and just do a little backpacky trip. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it just seems like, you know, even though they're doing the mighty call of death to bring on, you know, totally new families that we're going to have to learn to love again, you know, like they did last time they brought on a new producer. It's just like, you know what? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't like half of the characters that are leaving now anyway, except for maybe two. So, 
So it's just like I'm not I'm not missing any of the people who got the cut except for you know Mola. Hashtag yeah. sad face. <laughs> oh God, I blame honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes. One hundred percent. All right, and with that, Bibba Girl, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. And I'm at Lindsay Amanda. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, y'all keep that mask on, keep it vaxxed, and don't let COVID kick that off. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye, guys.